Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon, as always, kicking off your bye week with a recruiting pod. And Shay... Lots to get to because LSU has continued to be hot picking up commitments, and LSU did just that over the weekend, picking up P.J. Woodland, uh, who went public with his commitment. Uh, This is a guy that LSU was on for quite some time. Robert Steeples did offer him this summer. He camped. He's been on multiple visits, and it's been trending the right way for a minute now. Lo and behold, he commits from Mississippi State, and it didn't take long for LSU to reel him in. No, shout out Hattiesburg uh, native, not a Hattiesburg high grad, Oak Grove, but uh, all the same. Um, and I believe one of our board posters said that uh, he went to school with his mom and aunt who probably went to Hattiesburg. So I, uh, I may have crossed paths with the Woodland family back in the day, but this is a uh, this is a solid pickup, Billy, because here is the reality of LSU's situation right now at corner. They need as many high school guys as they can get to develop them. And if you take six corners, five corners, if half of them hit, that's great. Perfect. You've got three guys who are future starters. It's not an expectation that everyone you sign hits. So bring guys in, develop them, and more than anything, have some depth. We see where they're at right now going into the bye week before Bama, and all four transfers are in question of if they're available or playing uh, for a variety of reasons. And we could see Ashton Stamps out there. We'll see some LaTerrence Welsh probably. We may see Jeremiah Hughes at True Freshman. They need options at corners. So they've got what? Wallace Foster, Juwan Johnson, Kai Bates. Now Woodland committed. That's four. We'll talk about another here in a minute. I like the pickup because, A, he wants to be here. He was here in May. He got offered. He came to camp, worked out ultimately commits to state. And then as soon as LSU really said, hey, look, turning up the heat, we'd like you a lot. He decommits, visits Ole Miss, thought that they were going to get a commitment from him. He was going to get go visit Bama this past weekend. Instead, comes back to LSU for a second time, and they're able to get his commitment. So uh, we'll have his full uh, on three breakdown um, of like what they think of or what our eval people think of him as a player. Uh, but I will kind of give you a little bit of a glimpse, uh, Billy, into what uh, Cody Belair, who with Charles is part of our rankings team, said uh, that he's in that six foot 160 range, uh, but very versatile in the sense that he could be a nickel or a field corner. Uh, he even said he could be uh, in spots, a safety who could man up in the slot or play some underneath zone, uh, but did mention that he is probably of LSU's current DB commits one of the more low floor, like high floor guys, like he's probably the most ready right now uh, in terms of how quickly he can stick with guys flipping his hips. Um, like he said, not a true burner, but he pulls the trigger so quick on plays to diagnose them that he can keep up with about anybody. And he got the feeling, I got the feeling from talking to Cody that he likes this addition. He said, um, so technically proficient this early that guys like that that understand the game will get a chance to get out there. And we're seeing that right now with guys like Ryan Yates. Does he play a ton? No, he plays 10, 12 snaps a game. But he came in knowing what to do, understands assignments, and is good enough to be out there. So we'll see what happens. They need corners. I'm not turning any away at this point. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is you've got you've to bring in high school numbers. You've got to get, uh, get guys who you can develop. And P.J. Woodland fits that. Uh, to a T. Uh, back in the spring, uh, you mentioned them offering. You know, this was a guy that we posted about on the board saying, hey, watch this guy. They like him a lot. They're going to turn the heat up on, on him. They bring him in for camp. They have Andre Evans in camp. They've got Kai Bates that they're pursuing. Kobe Black was you know, still a realistic, at least kind of option back then. And so it just kind of cooled. And eventually he committed to Mississippi State. 
Um, another SEC school, it's not like he committed, you know, uh, to, a, to a smaller school. Um, he was committed to play in the SEC and the in-state schools in Mississippi wanted him. Um, so I'm intrigued to see how he develops. I think when you look at Juwan Johnson, he's going to take a minute to flip over to that side of the ball. Um, P.J. Woodland, you and I were texting about him. We feel like he should be higher, just kind of where he is ranked in the class relatively um, to some of the other guys LSU has committed. So he's a, he's a good pickup. He's a, somebody that LSU um, did a thorough evaluation on. And P.J. Woodland wanted to be there. I mean, if it wasn't kind of a logjam at corner this summer for LSU, I think we're talking about him as a guy who's been committed since June. So uh, he ultimately gets to where he wants to be, which is LSU. And, um, you know, on three has him as an 87. That's a solid grade. His senior tape is good. Um, and he's been putting it together on the field. And so, yeah, maybe we do see him tick up just a little bit there um, overall. But, um, you know, we'll see kind of what the rankings team uh, puts together on him. I'll say, too, that and I said a million times, this is the reality of it. When you're talking about skill players, specifically wide receiver and DB, Louisiana and Mississippi kids pan out way more often than not. So don't get caught up on, oh, he's a three-star. We need five stars. Of course you would love a bunch of five-star corners. Just not the reality right now. So make good evals. Don't worry. Don't star chase. Go after guys that you feel like fit your program, that you feel like you can develop, that are good players. And clearly they feel like P.J. Woodland is that type of guy. So – I like it for me, like, don't go to California to get a corner. Don't go, you know, to New York and take a guy that, you know, you've got a connection to. Recruit Louisiana, recruit East Texas, recruit into South Mississippi and find the athletes. And P.J. Woodland fits that. So I I have no problems at all with this addition. In fact, I like it. Yeah, you know, you know who else uh, likes commitments for the Tigers? Zach Payne, our, our buddy, uh, who's been with us on the Bengal Tiger podcast all season. Uh, one of the big supporters of the podcast, but also LSU football and what he does, um, you know, supporting players um, for the Tigers and, and those efforts um, on that front. And whether you need him and his team at Green State Wealth Management to help you with retirement, 401k, investing, financial planning in general, they're the guys to call. 319-358-5632. He's based in Iowa City, Iowa. Of course, he's Iowa City Tiger fan on the uh, Bengal Tiger, but he stretches across the country with clients and he can work with you um, in many different ways to reach your financial goals, which is pivotal uh, at this point in time. So um, now more than ever, reach out to Zach Payne, a big supporter of LSU football and a guy that uh, is a big supporter of the Bengal Tiger as well, Shay. Yeah, Zach's been great to us. You guys will see him on the board. And uh, when he's not on the board, he is managing money for people. So give him a shout. Um, and he even texted us this past week and said, hey, look, remind people, it's free to call me. We can just start walking through things and then take it from there. So uh, don't wait. Give him a shout. Um, and you see it there if you're watching on YouTube, office phone, cell phone, email, whatever. Uh, you can. There's no excuse. Reach out and just say, hey, look, I heard you on the Bengal Tiger. Um, kind of here's my situation uh will you suggest and it may be something as simple as hey look it's you don't need my services you just need to get your checking account in order whatever it is give zach a call because it's better to do it than not trust me don't get into uh far out of college uh and not have at least some sort of financial advisor in your corner this is not something that's out of the wheelhouse for anyone you don't need to be making millions of dollars uh, just manage your money well. Uh, and that's what guys like Zach are out there for. Yep. So reach out to him and his team, Zach Payne, Z-A-C-H-P-A-Y-N-E at greenstatewm.org. Appreciate Zach uh, and Green State Wealth Management for supporting the Bengal Tiger podcast and LSU football. Shay, uh, it is uh, not done uh, this corner class. And that is because one of the top targets for the staff just backed off his commitment to another SEC school. Uh, we've talked about him a ton on the Bengal Tiger. Uh, we shared with you guys, the subscribers first, um, honestly, that this was an option. And uh, Bernard Causey out of the New Orleans area has been committed to Ole Miss for quite some time. He decommitted. Now on the market, LSU has been turning up the heat. 
things look to be in a good spot here, wouldn't you say, Shay? Yeah, they do. He's a legit six foot. He's having a really great senior year at Kennedy. This is a guy that was coming off of an injury a year ago, and LSU had him in camp, and he tested really well. Landed on our on-three list of top performers at LSU's elite camp, and that elite camp had Andre Evans, who decommitted and flipped to Georgia. P.J. Woodland was there. Bernard Causey was there. Like They got a look at a lot of corners that are on the board, and we thought Causey stood out in a big way. And in LSU's, if you're from LSU's perspective, it was, okay, he looks like he's healthy again. Let's watch him play a couple of games as a senior. If he's looking like he's back to full health and he's playing well, we'll offer. And that's exactly what happened. I think he got two or three games in, Billy. Clearly was playing well. They made the off and got him They got him not decommitted, I should say, from Ole Miss. I think that this one goes LSU's way before signing day, obviously, the early signing period, because he is an early enrollee, he told me. But I swapped text with him last night, and he said basically that take his time, let's reset things, and then move forward. But the reality of it was State's been recruiting him. You know, LSU's obviously been hard on him. He mentioned maybe throwing a Colorado visit in there. I'm not going to be surprised if nothing happens beyond an LSU visit, a commitment, an official visit to LSU closer to signing day. And then him enrolling in January because Kennedy is probably on track to win district. They'll get a couple of wins in the playoffs. They fell short of state last year, but he thinks they have a good shot to go back. So that's the case. Uh, getting all the way to the dome would mean you're playing in December, and that doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room for taking visits. So I've got my pick on LSU. I've got it on a high confidence. And like I said, the more the merrier at corner. This if. If they get him, Billy, that's commitment number five, and that's a number that I feel comfortable with knowing what they have at corner right now on campus. Yeah, and I think when you look at his size, his length, all those things, check the box, and um, he ran well this summer. He's been having a really good start to his senior year. He's kind of battled some injuries throughout his high school career, but has bounced back to have a really, really good senior year. So he's a stock-up guy in Louisiana, and you know when we had Charles Power on the podcast earlier this year, um, or this month or whatever, whenever it was, you know, that's the thing we really circle is who's trending up, who's trending in that right direction. And that Bernard Causey is one of those prime examples. And we saw last year, LSU went and signed Dylan Carpenter, who got into his first action uh, uh, this weekend uh, against Army. And so uh, he was another late riser, kind of bloomer uh, in the state. And Bernard is uh, a guy that they should be you know, pushing heavily for. Another, this would be commitment, boy, I'd have to count. They're well into double digits in Louisiana. But again, Louisiana, East Texas, South Mississippi, Georgia, the Florida, those are states they're hitting hard right now. And I'm for it. I think that Brian Kelly is starting to see, yes, this is a national brand. Yes, they will be recruiting nationally every year. But the core group needs to be from those areas for a number of reasons. One, they're high hit rates on good players. Two, you're in the portal era. And the further the kids are away from home, if they're not playing, it's I'm going back home. We saw it with Corey Kiner at running back. They go up uh, all the way to Ohio to get him, commits, comes down, plays his freshman year, but then says, I just want to go back home. I'm so far away. I'm not starting. Goes to Cincinnati, starts now. Well, you could have taken a running back in Louisiana. I don't even remember who's in that class and been good. So this is, for me, I'm no bones about the approach to LSU. I knew what this recruiting cycle would look like from the start. I said a top 10 finish would be very solid. I still firmly believe they're going to get that. Um, and we'll see. There's a number of dominoes left on the board, Billy. And a lot of guys are trying to flip. And I guess technically, I don't know what you consider a flip, Billy, if it has to happen immediately. But if it happens within a week that of a decommitment to commit, that's a flip for me. C.J. Jackson flips from Georgia Tech. P.J. Woodland flips from Mississippi State. Now we see Causey flipping, if he lands at LSU like we expect, from Ole Miss. That's a good run of guys to add as seniors. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a bunch of national guys flipping too. I mean, it is that season. Um, you know, Florida State, Miami, I think I saw flipped a couple guys um, or Florida won a recruiting battle or whatever. So across the country, guys are flipping and guys are – um, also still taking visits, but Shay, that uh, 2021 class, the state's number one running back for the on three industry ranking was Travion Hargrove and then Logan Diggs. So there no, there, that was Logan Diggs class. That's right. Yep. Oh, well, see, 
transfer exactly. portal. They're coming back home. He, he went to Notre Dame, too far away from home. He comes back. Now he's starting in LSU. So there's my point. Well, Shay, right as we're recording this podcast. It's going to make the beginning of the podcast sound dumb. So let's just wrap it up with this now. Forget every – well, actually, don't forget about everything we said earlier no, about Bernard I'll Cossie. edit it. <laughs> I'll edit it, it. But, yeah, Bernard Cosby just committed. Uh, I'll drop this piece in right after we talk about him and just kind of tee it up. But, yeah, I mean, Bernard Cosby did decommit right after he recorded the segment. So if you listen to that whole segment, um, he's now on board. So – I'll drop that in there after the fact. And me and Billy spent about 15 minutes deciding, do you want to record today or do you think Bernard might pop today? Let's just go ahead and squeeze it in. Why not? I mean, he probably, we can get it out before he commits. No, he announces while we're recording. Oh, well, Billy, good news for LSU. I like it. Look now, PJ Woodland, Bernard Causey, two basic flips at corner within this, what, two days? Um, three, or, yeah, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, 48 hours. Uh, span there of adding two guys at a position of need. I like BB Causey. I like his senior stuff. I think this is a very good ad for LSU. Yeah, you looked at uh, taking guys from Louisiana who are trending up, and and I think he fits the bill. And um, I, like one of the things that honestly I look back on, like a Dwight McLaughlin, which we can have a whole podcast on that one. But his size and length. I mean, those are things you can't teach. And even if you're, which Bernard Causey did test well this summer even if maybe you aren't this guy that's going to be this burner, that length and size, you can affect guys more than guys who are having to play with speed or don't have that true size um, just yet. So um, I like this pickup a lot. And if he stays healthy, I think he's going to have a good career at LSU. Uh, that's <clears throat> commitment 26, Billy. Uh, 20, 25, 25. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 25 or 6? 25. 25. Okay. Okay. I'll take, hey, there is no more cap on high school. Si like the 25 limit doesn't exist anymore. So they're going over 25, obviously. Speaking of visits, uh, LSU did have some talent on campus this weekend for the Army game. One of them, the number two safety in the class of 2025, Fahim Delane, uh, out of uh, the DMV area, made the trip all the way over to Tiger Stadium for this one. He's a well-traveled uh, prospect. He's been to a bunch of visits, especially kind of up in his neck of the woods. Um, Penn State, Ohio State, Virginia Tech, Alabama, plenty of others involved here early on. But he is kind of eyeing an, a relatively early decision, at least from what he said, maybe after his junior season sometime. And plans to get back to LSU, at least at this point, for the Florida game. So he was a big name LSU had on campus from out of state that Probably the highlight um, of the weekend, uh, without a doubt, and a guy that they came away impressing. Yeah, there were actually a number of really good future DBs there. I mean, look, P.J. Woodland was there. Obviously, he's 2024. He commits while there that weekend, announced it on Sunday night. Uh, but what Delani is, number two safety in the country for next year. Uh, and then you look at the following year, 2026 class, uh, Blaine Bradford was there. He's the number one safety in the country out of Catholic. Aiden Hall was there out of Edna Carr. He's the number five safety in the country. Uh, right now, Deshaun McBride, who's committed to LSU, uh, was out there. He's a top five safety. So they're on a, I think they're about to be on a run here. Um, certainly it's safety. Let's see if it can happen at corner uh, of getting back to recruiting at what people would consider the DBU level. Uh, and that's guys like Bradford and Aiden Hall and Delani. And keeping it in Louisiana, too. Lamar Brown, I think somebody's – I think this is true. He hasn't missed a home game. No, yeah, I've seen him every game. Yeah, top 10 prospect, number one interior offensive lineman in the country. He could play both ways. But right there on LSU's campus, for him to, I think, take the time to spend that much time on campus, I know it's early, but they're sitting pretty good early on uh, in this recruitment in a, in, in a massive, massive – class in 2026 it's shaping up three i think there's three top 10 players 
in the country that all are in Louisiana right now. It, it might be more than that. Click on hit, uh, or can you click right there? The Louisiana, it might be four. I saw that the other day and it stood out to me, but yes, at least three. So you've got Jakeem Stewart out of St. Aug, um, playing Bradford there, Lamar Brown. I didn't know if there was one more uh, that had stuck in there. Maybe not. Anthony Jones, who told you, Billy, a top 10 player that LSU uh, is out front for him very early on. Um, so yeah, you're right, three, but a super, super deep uh, class. Jarellen McCoy, uh, LSU was one of the first ones to offer him, a top 20 player. That's actually a photo of him at LSU camp. Uh, D lineman out, out of Mississippi. So 2026 will be a, uh, a jam-packed uh, recruiting class, but that's far in the future. And I'll, I'll pony back or I'll piggyback on talking about Lamar Brown. He goes to U high. I feel great about him ending up at LSU. And I've talked to people very close to his recruitment, whether on the U high side, close to Brown, LSU sources, everyone's story matches up. It's He's a sophomore in high school. He just wants to enjoy a little bit of his recruiting process, go through it a little bit. And then if, hey, he, right now he firmly would end up in LSU's class if they said, hey, go ahead and commit. Like if his parents, everybody said, just do it. No one, not LSU, no one's pressuring him to do that as a sophomore in high school. So it allows him to take his time. And what's he doing with his time, Billy? Every single Saturday, he's over at LSU watching a game. So I feel very good about a guy who could play O-line or D-line in college and really honestly be very good at either. Yeah, no doubt. So good early spot for LSU there. Uh, Joe Sloan also getting two of the top quarterbacks in 2027 on campus. One coming all the way from California uh, in Daniel Milike, uh, and then Elijah Havens right in Baton Rouge um, coming over uh, for the game as well. Uh, he's starring at Dunham and has just been a huge storyline this fall in Baton Rouge and a guy that Texas Tech has offered early on, but keep an eye on LSU there. If they do make the move, Joe Sloan's already trying to make those inroads there as well. Yeah, I need to load an Elijah Haven picture on there if you're watching on YouTube. It's not, that's not what he looks like. Uh, the Daniel Melky, uh, it's just a gray box. Uh, the Daniel Melky photo is so spot on though. The uh, RBCA flat bill with some, uh, some shades, just straight, straight Bonita, California look. I, uh, I like it, but Hey, Joe Sloan staying active, a couple top freshmen in the country quarterbacks, both on campus at the same time, is uh, always a good thing to see when your offense is number one in the country and putting up 62 points in the opponent when you're in the building. No question about it. And uh, speaking of uh, folks that are on a hot streak, Tecovis just continues to come out with the goods uh, for college football fans or, or just fans of really comfortable uh, boot, boots and leather, uh, you know, uh, just gear in general. Um, and the Tacova store in Baton Rouge uh, at Perkins Row is where we send everybody on the Bengal Tiger podcast to uh, check out a, a pair of their boots or whatever gear you want to find. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the store there. They've got boots. They've got you know clothes in general. They've got um, leather crafted um, bags, duffel bags, belts, um, hats, all sorts of things uh, that are made with just that, that care that you know it comes from a really well-run well-organized company that will greet you with a smile and a beverage when you come into the Perkins Row store. And that's why you need to head over there and get your boots shined. If you got some already while that's happening, uh, you can shop for another pair, uh, get something to complement your your current pair um, in whatever style uh, you want. And the goal is look good on game day, but look good every day. I told you guys last week, I was in my pair at Tacovis for about 20 hours straight and didn't get uncomfortable at one one point and was on my feet a good bit. So um, the Tacova store in Baton Rouge is the place to be. Go in there, enjoy a beverage, go check out a pair of boots, get ready uh, for the stretch run as fall hits and the weather cools down. It, it's the perfect time to get a pair of Tacovas. Yeah, I'm also glad that you uh, shout out the Perkins Rose store. It's been popping. Obviously, we've talked about the NIL deals that guys on LSU's team have gotten with Tacovas. Uh, so they're supporting LSU literally from all angles. If you're watching online, you're getting a view of how good that store looks. And uh, Billy just gave you a rundown, but it, way more than boots. I mean, it's starting to get, Billy, starting to get a little bit cooler out there. Um, they've got all kind of flannels, jackets, uh, um, puffer, you know, or you see right there, uh, vests uh, that you can wear. I really like too, and so I ordered it uh, because it was about to go out and I will be able to run by the uh, the shop here in town to pick it up. Uh, no shipping there, straight to the store. Uh, but their leather, they have like a leather, 
like a computer carrying case under accessories. Oh, yeah. uh, and it's uh, going out of stock and it's like half off. So it's like 60 bucks. And look, they've got wallets. They've got passport, all that stuff. And it's all under a hundred bucks. Good leather, well-made. This isn't super, super outlandish, expensive. Oh, I couldn't afford that. I was surprised. I'm telling you, since we've gotten with Tacovas, that people in the boot industry know, hey, look, good boots cost you this much. When I've explored everything else on their site and in their store, I was like, whoa, what? this is cheaper than I thought it would be in terms of price. It's time to get Shay a pair of boots for, for the winter months, get you all set up. Just walked out and just walking. Actually, you know what I should do? I should hit up Weeks and Bramplet and go in there and we just, you know, do a collab. They're, they're in an NIL deal. We're a podcast deal. We go in there and they can fully outfit me. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, don't don't drink. Well, I guess you drink with Jay Bramlett. He's like. Yeah. Bramlett's from Tuscaloosa and he's trans. <laughs> he's like, the guy's probably like 30 years old by now. But uh, yeah, the Weeks boys aren't old enough yet to have a beverage. One day, one day, we'll do something in the Tacova store, hopefully. Um, but yeah, stop by Perkins Row in Baton Rouge uh, and visit our friends at Tacovas. Oh, we should do okay. a show from there, Billy. Yes. Very, very cozy. Very nice. You know, almost they need a fire pit in there uh, for us too, and really lean into it. But um, look, Shay, uh, I, I went out into the sticks, kind of perfect food area um, last week to go into Jonesboro, Louisiana to see Manny play Jonesboro Hodge. And this was my first time seeing Kylan Singleton, that four-star LSU linebacker commit in probably since he was a freshman on the field, Ooh. maybe like in really? person seeing him run around. And I mean, he, he really impressed me. And let me ask you that. Hold on. Let's ask you this to start. When was the last time you saw him in person? Doesn't have to be on a football field. Just like saw him. Cause I see him and he's come to every game almost too. So I've seen him. So I knew kind of what was coming. I guess the point I'm getting at, he's massive. Like he is all of 6'2", well over 200 pounds. Yeah, he's uh, he didn't he didn't do anything at LSU this summer until Bayou Splash. So we didn't see him then. Pretty committed. <laughs> yeah, until uh, yeah, and and uh we weren't there for the splash. You weren't in the pool. Um and then I didn't get a chance to get over to Manny this past fall, so it's maybe yeah, it's been a minute. Okay, so you also minute. had to take in not only his play, but like, was the initial impression, whoa, he's a big dude. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's a, it was a little hard in a way because, I mean, just, you know, that those two teams are not the biggest teams. There's no one like Tylen was probably top three biggest kids, including the offensive linemen, like out there, like, Swayze Carhill was out there running around too, and he's like a thicker kind of edge end uh, guy. But Tylen was like the most like he had the stature. He's probably the number one stature guy, I guess, on the field. So he stuck out. But then after the game, just kind of getting to talk to him in person, and you know, not to be weird, but you just kind of like you get a chance to see these guys in person, and so you kind of look them up and down, and like Tylen Singleton looks like how an LSU linebacker commit should look. He's got the size. He's got length. He's filled out pretty well. He's going to add weight to him. I, and he played offense. He played defense, special teams. He had um, you know mul multiple uh, touchdowns on the offensive side of things. Uh, he was really, really, really impressive. Uh, jump starting a Manny team that you know is, yeah. is kind go. of yeah, yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, we've got the clips. We posted them at the Bengal Tiger as well. Um, but he's playing this um, middle linebacker role that really is kind of a rover. He can almost kind of do whatever he wants in a way, just read where the play is going. And Jonesboro did a good job of kind of keeping him out of situations where he could really impact the game. They would pick the side of the field that they felt best about really and throw away from him. But late in the game, the second half especially, he really took over and uh, had two interceptions. He had one return for a touchdown, which you'll see. Um, and he really just impressed me with his ability to run. He's got really nice closing speed. He ran down a guy where they, I think it was on there early where they sw swung it out to him. And so he had a long way to go and he just hawked him and uh, got him down on the ground for, for minimal gain. I was really impressed again, playing both ways. He's having to do it all. Basically Manny would call him in at like third and medium and just run a wildcat. And he'd be the guy they'd call on to, you know, pick up the first down. 
and he would do it. And so I was really impressed. We talk about linebackers playing both ways, that being a really good indicator. You know, Harold Perkins did that. Here's the long, uh, that was a pass breakup, but this should be the next play should be the interception here. But um, he just, he's a really smart football player. Uh, just they saw that same play coming th- on the third time. He's like, all right, I got, it's picked. I'm taking this. I, I mean, you or I might have been able to diagnose that one, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do all this though, running the other hundred yards and juking everybody. Yeah, no, we would have been caught for sure. But uh, where does this? Uh, you've been you've been out every Friday night. Where does this performance rank this year on best performances? I mean, every clip is him doing something. Yeah, th- this is one of the better performances of the entire season. I guess I'd have to go back uh, to Corey Moore who I'll see again um, this is coming Friday, but DeCorian Moore's first game that I saw this year was probably the top performance. Um, Caden Durham was good in that game too. Um, who else has, have I seen? Xavier Atkins played well, but he what? he's only playing one side of the ball really. Um, and um, he was still pr- really good. But I, I mean, I think Tylen probably is the top guy that I've seen defensively in LSU's class this fall, just kind of going down the list. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was it's right up there. It really, really, really made me feel good about this linebacker group overall. I mean, you've got Xavier Atkins, who is a ball of clay, who's going to be really good. Um, Devon Keys is super productive, polished. He could play early. Tylen Singleton can run, cover, come off the edge a little bit. I mean, this performance, though, was probably right there, right behind DeCorey Moore, I'd say. I still need to – we need to revisit that. Uh, as an LSU grad, I think people would say first guy off the bus. An SMU grad says uh, a man of stature, number one stature man. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. See if we can get that trending. Yeah, there we go. There we Who go. Cares a man about of, star? I'm looking for a man of stature. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what Dakovis – Dakovis is, is kind of that, that mysterious – uh, brand of boots in a way. So talk a little polished and refined like the, the Tacovis boots. So, uh, yeah, I was, he's now one of my favorite prospects in the class for sure. There you go. There you so, go. Um, with everything going on last week, Shay, uh, we did not talk about, uh, Ethan Calloway though, uh, the top 100 offensive tackle commit that LSU has. I was out there in North Carolina, um, and got a chance to see him play. Um, in, a, in a battle of, of two teams that really don't like each other, I found out. Um, there's a lot, a little bit yeah. of animosity there. They were fighting? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was, there was a lot of, lot of after-the-whistle uh, skirmishes and disagreements. No Christmas cards here. He was really impressive. The plays under control, um, you know, really doesn't get out too much over his, over his feet, doesn't, like, you know, get out of control. He's very, very polished for a guy that is that big but also he's been playing in a triple option offense for the early part of his career as a junior as a senior he's been really in this more pro style attack so pass protection is still something that he's refining but i i really like what lsu has in ethan callaway i think he would be he's a perfect kind of next up after lance hurd um if if lance stays on the right side let's say for his his career he'd step right in after that yeah six seven's a big size too and we've talked to charles power our national rankings and analyst uh, director at on three and they did the mid-season updates and they kept him as a top 10 offensive tackle nationally top 100 player nationally and just said look he's solid right now he's only going to get better there aren't expectations that he has to come in and start right away because i don't even know if LSU has any draft eligible Offensive lineman starting right now beyond Miles Frazier, I guess. Um, Charles Turner is a junior as well. But he also pointed out that it could be a little bit like an Emory Jones, a guy who you could put him at right tackle, you could put him at guard if you felt like it. Kind of reminds me of a way, Billy, almost like Dellinger coming out, who starts at left guard now for LSU because they have two very good tackles. But someone that's versatile, you kind of, you know, he's from far away, so Dellinger is from Michigan. We don't talk about him a lot, but highly coveted. LSU got an early commitment. He sticks with it. Next thing you look up in two years, and he's a multi-year starter for you. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I And his coaching staff, you can't find – I would say, talk about top performances, his coaching staff loves him. 
He works hard. He was passing out donuts after the game yeah. uh, to his teammates. His parents are awesome. Uh, he's just a really, really, really – he's just kind of a perfect fit for what this program's looking for right now. And he's going to be a leader in that room uh, without a doubt. He's Toviano. He is uh, – like remember when Toviano gave his commitment speech and like 10 minutes and like after 10 minutes, like every school that was in the mix was like, Oh man, I wish that kid nothing but the best. He seems like an awesome kid. Like that's how Ethan Calloway's commitment ceremony was. And I'm probably not a lot of people watched it because Toviano took his all the way down to the end. Uh, but when Calloway committed and did all his interviews, it was, he seems much wiser than a 17, 18 year old high school kid. I mean, speaking of man of statures um, and, and look, that's uh, right. shout out to uh, LSU here. They were their They were his first, FBS offer. I think the only other one was Campbell and LSU got in there early on. Uh, Carl St. Cyr, uh, the coaching staff, everybody was able to uh, just get on the same page and say, here's this kid that just started football as a freshman. He didn't grow up playing it. Um, their coaching staff kind of found him um, in a, like an interest meeting uh, with as he was kind of going on from eighth grade to, to high school. And they said, you know what, you should be playing football. So he's there. Number 72. I got the sound fixed. Um, and he just moves pretty well. Like I said, kind of under control. He's not over the top with his movements and gets out over his, um, you know, gets too much on his toes and loses his balance. So um, he is a really, really, really good looking kid. I think once he adds a little bit more nasty to his game, um, he's going to be uh, pretty special at the next level. And uh, the, their staff was telling me they kind of really trim their game plan each week, obviously but they'll change their offense pretty significantly is what they told me. And so the week prior, they played a team where they just lined up in the I formation and ran right behind Ethan Calway the entire time. And um, they've got some players over there at Lake Norman and um, really have uh, some guys that um, are going to be, um, uh, I think, recruited here uh, even more so. Uh, Alfred Morris is, um, if you guys have been following fantasy football, he was on my uh, fantasy football team. I'm pretty sure his uh, son is, um, uh, he's a sophomore there. He plays running back. So he's among those guys running around uh, behind Ethan Callaway on tape. But yeah, just an awesome, awesome young man. It was a good time catching up with him. Billy, if he needs a little nasty in him, he can just room with uh, Joe Cryer at an Accurate Central LSU, another O-line commit who you put on his tape and there's nothing but nasty. The old Will Campbell getting flagged for blocking people into the bench and saying, I didn't know I couldn't do that. I did it all the time in high school. That's Joe Cryer. So he'll give you a little nasty. Yeah. I, I recall a couple of Will Campbell games where uh, he did get in trouble for blocking. What was it? Excessive blocking out of the blind side. But um, that was uh, that was Will Campbell back in the day. And that's certainly Joe Cryer right now. Um, but Shay, uh, when they need to like calm down once they're older, and out of college and done playing football, they can go to our friends at Rogue Shop um, and hit them up to uh, get your, uh, you know, really high quality THC, CBD, all your different um, ways that you can deal with stress, anxiety, um, sleep issues. Uh, they have it for you at Rogue Shop with our promo code Bengal Tiger, getting you 10% off your order. Um, our, our Bengal Tiger subscribers love Rogue Shop and always have done a good job of supporting Richard and Shar, uh, the husband and wife who, who run the show there. I think that our way beyond anyone, you know, who needs it most, our board. That's who needs it. And they reference it often. Uh, the Bengal Tiger subscribers could not be happier with Rogue Shop being on board as a sponsor because they get their, uh, first off, you get a discount every time you order because you got the promo code. Uh, but they get the direct link and reminder every week because, boy, are these guys stressing over recruiting in the football team at all times. And basketball season is about to start. LSU fans, you're also working your job. You've got to calm down at some point. And uh, Rogue Shop is, uh, is our path to that. And, uh, Billy, you've been rocking still, I imagine, uh, the cream. Uh, uh, hockey season's rolling or hockey season's, what are we, on? we in the off season at the moment? Oh, there's no off season. Uh, there's they just really keep, golly. Yeah, they just roll. There's three seasons. There's fall, winter, and uh, summer, and they just keep it rolling year round. They keep collecting, collecting that money. So you know, it's uh, yeah, the pain cream definitely helping. Um, took a puck uh, the other night off off the 
outside of where the padding is and it just was awful. Um, and so hit it with a little pain cream, helped me sleep a little bit more comfortably uh, and did not move um, and wake myself up uh, with that. So yeah, Richard and Char, you can see Char if you're watching on uh, YouTube, uh, we're not ignoring her. We're just doing a little work right now. Uh, asking if she can be of any help in the live chat. So check them out. The Bengal Tiger promo code is Bengal Tiger for 10% off at Rogue Shop. Yeah, the other night I took uh, one of the gummies uh, that I've talked about for sleep. I told you last week on the podcast that I was going to go back to doing it nightly. Do you ever have one of those nights where you sleep so sound that I woke up and the alarm went off and I was like, I don't even remember being like, I never must have tossed turn anything. I just remember watching TV, turning it off, closing my eyes, no dreams, no I just like snapped my fingers and it was 6:30 in the morning. So very good night of sleep. I felt very, very energized that day. So uh Rogue Shop is what I am leaning on right now for a uh a good night of sleep that isn't restless. Good deal. Uh while the coaches are on the road for this bye week, um, you know, a little rogue shop in their life could help uh sleep on the road, those tough uh, hotel mattresses wherever they're at. So um keep us in mind, coaches, if you're listening. But uh Shay, some of the guys they are gonna go see, which where do you want to start with here? You wanna lead off with a certain spot? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest note is quarterback because we're going to find out something here at least by january with bryce underwood the number one quarterback in america for next year so lsu already has colin hurley committed for this current class a senior now they've been focused joe sloan quarterbacks coach for a long time on the juniors uh billy you will be in nashville on thursday night at brentwood academy for george mcintyre's game so too will joe sloan lsu's quarterbacks coach then the next day he's going to fly up to michigan uh, he will be at Belleville's uh, playoff opener as Bryce Underwood looks to take that first step in the playoffs to back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back state champions is what it would be for the junior, winning it as a freshman and sophomore. Now in his junior season, they're absolutely rolling uh, through everybody they play. So Underwood, McIntyre visits coming up, both of them set to announce at least after January 1st, like after their junior seasons. Underwood is up January 6th is the date he is tentatively set for that. Both of them have already made visits to LSU this year. Now Sloan gets to go watch them both play. It's We're getting closer and closer to crunch time, Billy, which is wild. We've been talking about these two guys for a year now. Now we're just a few months out from one of them, potentially both announcing something. Yeah, fire up the road shop if it doesn't go LSU's way. Um, but oh, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited to see um, uh, George McIntyre on uh, Thursday night in Nashville. Um, they're playing at Montgomery Bell. If anybody's in the area, feel free to reach out. I'll be at the Mothership uh, HQ uh, for lunch, too. That's where On3 is um, stationed at. So excited to see the crew in our office. But, yeah, George McIntyre is a guy who uh, now sits as the uh, number three quarterback in the country, I believe, um, with some of the rankings. Uh, I think still two on the industry rankings, though. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so he is he's somebody that we haven't – I haven't seen him throw live uh, in person. So I'm, I'm excited to go see him. Actually, one of, uh, SMU's former analysts, uh, is on staff as the offensive coordinator there at Brentwood. So I'm going to reconnect with him as well. And it's kind of interesting. It's kind of been a tough season for, uh, McIntyre and Brentwood, but also a lot of these privates that are kind of loaded in, uh, the state of Tennessee, especially in the Nashville area. I was talking to a couple people up there and they were saying, yeah, I mean, a couple of these schools have multiple SEC commits or prospects and, you know, they're hovering around 500. So, We'll see if George and his team can get it going on uh, Thursday, and uh, I'll I'll be there. So hopefully they win, so I can talk to him and get more thoughts on LSU as he comes down uh, to that final decision making mode here, probably in the early twenty twenty four range. Uh, yeah, and I thought you had an interesting piece this week. Um, Bengal Tiger subscribers and on three subscribers read it, uh, and if you didn't, go look it up. But Bryce Underwood, you and EJ Holland at the Michigan site uh, got together and just broke down what from the Michigan side and LSU side of how things feel, uh, what's the pulse of it. And EJ, who, again, remember, Belleville's an hour from Michigan's campus in Ann Arbor, and he's even said, I'd call it 50-50, maybe LSU lean, maybe, um, but nothing like, hey, this kid's never leaving Michigan. He said, in fact, I can remember when Bryce got his first offers, it was, I want to go play in the SEC. And he thinks that 
maybe when they sit down to make a final decision, that comes back up, that opportunity. Let me ask you this before we move on. There's all this drama right now with Michigan and Harbaugh and the signs stealing, whatever. Okay, let's just move past that anyways. There's going to always be NFL chatter. So that always happens December, January. Is it more advantageous for Jim Harbaugh, for there to be coaching shakeup at Michigan, is that more advantageous for LSU with Bryce Underwood than if Harbaugh and them just stay there and the staff remains the same? Ooh, that's it. That's a good point. I So, I mean, remember when LSU landed, not comparing the recruitments or whatever, but when LSU landed Caleb on Chasson, that was when Texas, I believe, changed coaches and it kind of creaked the door open at, at Ogeron, you know, followed him to the airport, that whole thing. When you have a coaching change, it throws a lot of the, I mean, it just, it, it, you have to reset to a degree unless you go out and hire, I, I don't know, if, if you hire Brian Hartline as your head coach at Michigan, who probably knows Bryce Underwood really, really well and is one of the best recruiters in the country, like who else would not have to reset there? If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't, I just wonder if like, he knows everything there is to know about Michigan. If I'm LSU, I'm like, and look, Michigan could well look, they're going to be in the playoffs. They don't lose the game. JJ McCarthy's in the Heisman race. Jaden Daniels numbers are way better, but they have two losses, but JJ's, you know, system quarterback. They run the ball a lot, does what he does. Um, very solid player. I'm not knocking JJ McCarthy. I'm just saying he is up there. He's got his name in the Heisman race. So like Bryce is familiar with all that. I would think any shakeup, especially since he's a junior. So there's two more years for this could happen like this off season or next off season before he signs. And of course he'll probably be an early enrollee. So he'll sign in December, but I would almost want, if I'm an LSU fan, Michigan to just stay the same. Like if there's yeah. some new shakeup and it's like, oh, they got, you know, this head coach and, oh, they had these staff members and, oh, now all, there's all this buzz and, oh, look, they've just got like six commits in a row and they locked up a bunch of future kids in Michigan. Like all that stuff is stuff that's not happening right now. It's just a very stable program. They recruit well. It is what it is. I would think any new shakeup puts in a variable in there that maybe could be risky for LSU, if that makes any sense. No, it does. And and like I, I'm in that boat where if you're LSU, you know, and LSU fans, you'd rather Michigan stay the same. I, I was just kind of saying where it just takes a and and maybe a shakeup like would revitalize the program, like you said, even though Michigan's been to, you know, college football playoff lately, like you just get that new energy, that new buzz. Yeah, and, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think staying the same is is probably key for L, or would be you know better for LSU. I'll say this: it's it's always fun to do those types of pieces with you know whoever's covering it on the other side because we do chat, but we don't you know. All right, give me everything. Like, how do you really you know start to finish every angle? And that's basically what EJ and I did. And one of the things you and I have talked about is how this would be the first guy of Bryce's caliber to you know land with LSU since either Ryan Perilou or Russell Shepard and you know even going back to Jamarcus Russell well EJ says kind of the same thing it's like well if NIL is involved Michigan doesn't NIL kids like that so would that you know it, it's for all the people that love to watch other boards and see just a small picture of how maybe an analyst looks at something when he's not covering your team those pieces are the best when you get everything kind of out on the table and then most everyone was kind of like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. And what EJ said about um, Jim Harbaugh was similar. What we've heard about Brian Kelly is that when it comes to his opinion, he'd rather invest in the kids on the team than a recruit. Like if I'm not going into a bidding war and pay for play, but I can tell you, if you come here, you'll have these opportunities beyond football, you know, beyond the field, like in NIL opportunities and we've seen a lot of like Bama's been that same way. Saban's talked about it. So it seems a lot of these coaches, certainly a lot of these, I'm call them old. Well, they are old school. All those guys have been coaching forever, put way more value on NIL on current roster than they do on let's go pay every player in the country. And I'm not saying one way is right and one way is wrong, but in this battle for this quarterback, the two schools in the mix handle NIL exactly the same way. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to see how how this goes. And like you said, stretch, stretch run, and uh, Joe Sloan will get a chance to be up there in Michigan and 
poke around, see what the word is on the ground. So, um, Shay, the coaches will also be on the road. A couple other spots. Uh, a quick reminder to subscribe to the Bengal Tiger for just a dollar for your first month. That's where we're going to have the whole scoop on where the coaching staff is, just kind of giving you guys some of the obvious ones um, and two obvious ones uh, that everybody's always going to ask about since all the buzz around them. One's Draylon Miller, the former Texas A&M commit, and the other one is Terry Bussey, who's still committed to Texas A&M. Those are two guys that LSU is going to go see this week. Um, from what we hear, uh, we'll see. They might might save a visit or whatever, but um, those are got two guys that nothing's really changed uh, since we've updated uh, the board. But on Draylon's front, we can kind of peek back behind the curtain a little bit here, Shay. Yeah, I mean, we thought that Okay, this is let's let's try to explain this the best we can. He that they all did. Uh, Bussy and Miller visited LSU for the Auburn game. We heard right after that, hey, keep an eye on it. Draylon is going to reopen things, and within a few days, he did. So that was very good intel. Then it was, hey, look, continue to keep an eye on it. By the weekend, there's a chance that Draylon commits to LSU. That didn't happen. But LSU is very, that doesn't mean LSU's completely read this wrong or sources are reading this wrong. Draylon was going to reopen things. He did it. One big reason was he was getting heavily courted by a school like LSU. And his dad has gone on record. Billy, you, I'll let you talk about it. You've talked to his dad. But LSU's offense stands out in a big way. And for a receiver to see what Malik Neighbors is doing, what Brian Thomas is doing to lead the NCAA in stat categories like receiving yards and touchdown catches, that's very notable for a kid like Draylon Miller. So LSU has his attention fully. Now I just think we're in a situation where we believe what his dad is saying, which is, hey, this is going to play out into November, and there's a good chance that Draylon wants to make some visits beyond just LSU. He went on record and told you that, Billy. So I guess we shouldn't act as if it's a surprise if he ends up doing it. Yeah, the thing with Draylon Miller is – you know, we heard like like you kind of alluded to that there was a chance that he would make a decision here soon. And so I had my on three RPM on um, Texas A&M from this summer and the Aggies um, were very much in the mix there to land him. And if you followed the uh, Bengal Tiger, you knew kind of how I felt throughout. And now that um, we saw how it played out with him decommitting and that buzz around him potentially committing, um, you know, making a new decision. I felt like, all right, if this happens, it's going to be LSU. And I don't think anybody covering his recruitment would tell you any different. Now I made the pick and updated my prediction with, look, if this doesn't happen through the weekend, buckle up. It is going to be a battle, which we knew would be a battle to signing day. But now that LSU is going to see this thing play out, um, we'll have to kind of see how it goes. They're going to want to get him back on campus. But, you know, his dad and sources around the pro the um, uh, uh, around Draylon Miller have been pretty upfront that LSU sits in a good good spot right now. Will they sign him? We'll see. But. They're in a good spot right now with where things stand. We will catch you guys next week with another edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. Hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're now over 5,000 subscribers on that. Appreciate all you guys. And we've seen a bunch of people jump on the BengalTiger.com as well with us. So um, for Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.